I'll stand. Suit yourself. He sat on the foot of Claire's bed. He produced a pack of cigarettes. Smoke. No. He shrugged and lit a cigarette for himself, then took it from his mouth and looked at it. Overrated American cigarettes, he said, though I suppose it's what one grows used to. Do you have something you want to get to? Parker asked him. He raised an eyebrow. He seemed to be trying for the studied British effect, but it didn't quite work. There was farmer in him somewhere, farmer or cattleman, something like that. He said, I think you can guess, Mr. Parker, what we're here for. Parker didn't like that. He was here under his other name, Matthew Walker, the name he used when he wasn't working. He didn't like it that these people knew so much about him, and he knew nothing about them. He said, I don't make guesses. You're here, you're going through my goods, you're making muscles, I don't know why. Right now you're having fun, taking your time. Later on you'll tell me. Number three over by the window said, Very hard case, this one. He seemed amused. Number one shook his head. He said to Parker, Very well, you're a cautious man, so I'll make things plain for you. We're here to talk to you about your current project. I have no current project, Parker told him. It was the truth, but he didn't expect these three to believe it. They didn't. Number one smiled and shook his head. There's no point in any of this, he said. We know everything about you. Your name is Parker. You travel with a woman named Claire, the young lady now in the bathroom. And you are a professional thief. Your specialty is planning the details of large-scale robberies. That was all true. Parker said nothing. Number one waited, looking at Parker, asking for a response. Finally, he said, You don't deny it. Don't admit it, nothing. Get to the point, Parker said. That is the point, he said. You have been approached on a certain project. There's no need to go into details, for God's sake. He was suddenly nettled, as though Parker were delaying him in some important series of events. Go into details, Parker said. No. How do I know how much or how little they've told you? Who? This is very foolish. Number three said, The point is, are you going in with them? Parker turned his head and looked at him. Going in with who? Number three smiled sardonically at number one. I think he is, he said. That's why he's carrying on like this. He's already committed himself to the other side. Perhaps, said number one. Or perhaps he's merely undecided. He looked at Parker. I'm going to assume that's the case, he said, and I'm going to suggest to you that you not get involved. Parker said, in what? Don't waste my time. Number two at the door behind Parker said, two or three lost teeth would be the best convincer. Number one shook his head. Only if it's absolutely necessary, he said. To Parker, he said, Ostensibly, you and your lady friend are here from Miami on a shopping trip. Content yourself with that. Make it a shopping trip, and bring it soon to a conclusion and return to Miami. Do not get involved. If you don't already know the caliber of the people who've approached you, allow me to tell you they are useless. 
worse than useless liabilities. You know the kind they are. You seem to be a sensible man. You aren't simply bucking the Colonel's stooges, you're bucking us. I don't think you'll want to do that. Parker said, If I ever find out what you're talking about, I'll bear what you said in mind. Cautious to the end, huh? He smiled and got to his feet, flicking cigarette ash on the rug. Very well, then, he said. We'll leave it at that. For the moment. They trooped to the door. Parker turned and looked at them, the three of them standing together, looking like cousins, threads of similarity among them, that touch of the farmer and all three of them. Number one paused, his hand on the knob. I hope, he said, for your sake, we never have to meet again. Parker said nothing. Number one waited, expecting a...